Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Understanding the Goodness of God series. I am Dr. Chuck Sugoya. Tonight is episode 277, 277. And the thought on the table uh, for, for this week is understanding the goodness of God empowers me to fix the world. Understanding the goodness of God empowers me to fix the world. All right, we, uh, so tonight will be part two. We did part, part one yesterday. Tonight is part two. All right, we, we established a few things yesterday that man was made in the image of God. The Bible tells us that in the book of Genesis chapter 1, man was made in the image of God. Um, and the way man was designed, whatever he believed about God affected how he functioned. So, so if, his, he, if his belief was consistent with the truth, he functioned well. If what he believed about God is not correct, he malfunctioned. So, so what the enemy did was to shift what he believed about God by telling him a lie about God. The devil told him that God had ulterior motives. God wanted to hurt him. God wanted, you know, was keeping away some things from him. God didn't want him to know, you know. So the moment he believed that lie about God, he, he, he malfunctioned. He, he became defective. He's, well, that's what we call the fall. He fell. He became defective. And the moment he became defective, the whole of creation became defective. And uh, we found, we now see, you know, hostilities. We now see uh, natural disasters. We now see uh, diseases and, you know, lack. All of those things, you know, are functioning and working in the earth because of what has happened to man. Now, when we correct the, the picture that man has about God, when we correct that picture, so that means that the man is fixed. And when the man is fixed, his world is fixed. Yeah? When a man is fixed, his world is fixed. So how do you fix a man? Or how do you fix man? By correcting the image of God that he has. Let me say that again. How do you fix a man? By correcting and helping him get an accurate image, an internal perspective or image of God. When he gets that, he will be fixed. So, so what, what did God do? God sent Jesus to come and represent and reflect him to the earth, to mankind. The Bible says that Jesus is the express image of God. Jesus is the express image of God. Jesus said it himself. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So me and my Father are one. Who sees me who sees the Father. So, so what Jesus came to do was to uh, present and project what the Father looks like to the earth. I'm not sure why people, you know, miss that. that that's one of these main reasons for coming to manifest God to mankind. Remember that his name was Emmanuel or is Emmanuel, God with us. So, so God wanted human beings to really see who he was. And he sent Jesus to come and live among them 
And Jesus was God with us. Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. So, so while Jesus was on the earth, that was God on the earth. And God wanted man to see who he really is because God understood what the problem was that from the, in, from, from, from the beginning in Eden, when man misunderstood God because he believed a lie that Satan told about the character of God, man became defective. So to fix the defect in man, God brought Jesus to showcase man I mean, to showcase God to man. So when, when men look at Jesus, men saw what God lo really looked like, how God thinks, how God behaves, how God... This is what the gospel is about. A revelation of the goodness and the character of God. That was Jesus' mission. That's one of his mission, to showcase God to the earth and then to pay the price for the sin of man, for that defective image that man had internalized and accepted, that image needed to be, uh, as it were, uh, you know, spiritually, surgically cut out. That's what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. He died to, to cut out that imprint that had become um, immersed into the subconsciousness of man. The, 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 the death of Jesus was, was uh, the death of Jesus produced that imprint being removed. The wrong image. Right. So now, he has died, he has risen, and uh, he has gone to sit at the right hand of God. For me and you to now renew our mind internalize the new picture that he has presented to us. He showed us through his teachings. He showed us through his lifestyle. He showed us through the miracles that he performed, the things that he did. So, so his message, that, that, the, the, you know, the, the things he taught while he was on the earth, the, the things he did while he was on the earth, the way he, he responded to different things, well, those were things showing us exactly what the father looked like and how the father thinks. And we see that Jesus did good. We see that Jesus was good. We see that, so, so that's the image of God. All right. And we, we, are, we understand this, that as we internalize an accurate picture of God, we, we begin to reflect what we have internalized. We said it yesterday. If you have a wrong picture of God, as a harsh God, you will be a harsh person. You will be harsh. If you have a picture of God as a, a very exacting taskmaster, you will be an exacting taskmaster. Because we project what we believe about God. We project what we internalize about God. So, But if you see God as a loving father, you will be a loving person to the people around you. If you see God as a compassionate God, you will be compassionate to the people around you. If you see God as kind, as forgiven, <laughs> you will be the same. So, so what, we, what we reflect to the world, what we project to the world, is what we have internalized as you know, the, our picture of God. We, we covered all of that yesterday. All right, so let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. We're talking about fixing a broken world. 
fixing a world that has, has deteriorated so much, a world that is now very, very um, broken. It's broken. Broken in a, lot, in a lot of ways. It's worse now in 2023 than it was in 1923. <laughs> it's far worse. The decadence, the immorality, the injustice, the, it's far worse now than it was 100 years ago. The, weak, the level of wickedness, the, uh, the, 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 the weirdness of man, in the, the extremities of man in doing evil, it's, it's now worse than 100 years ago. And why? Why? Because the passage of time, you know, causes the image, the wrong image that man has to even become worse. Mm -hmm. The more, the, the, lo the, the longer man is on the earth, the more that image, that corrupted image is corrupted. So it becomes worse and worse and worse and worse. And then man becomes worse and worse and worse and worse. All right. We said all of that yesterday. Look at Matthew chapter 5. Verse 13. Matthew 5, 13. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Let me read it again. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Wow. Now, now I come from a, a chemistry you know, background. I'm, I'm, uh, well, I was a chemical engineer. Let me tell you a little bit about salt. This is a small chemistry class. Salt is sodium chloride. It's a, it's, a, it's a compound that comes from uh, chlorine reacting with sodium. Sodium is a metal. Chlorine is a gas. And the two produce this solid, this white substance called salt. So at the molecular level, salt is... Uh, the, the, the chemical compound of salt is NaCl, sodium chloride. That's what we call it. All right. Now, the Bible talks about salt losing its flavor. Salt losing its flavor. For salt to lose its flavor and not taste like salt anymore, something must fundamentally happen to it at a molecular level. The molecular, the molecular uh, structure must be altered. Otherwise, it can lose its flavor. If it is always sodium and chlorine atoms making the molecule of salt, it will not lose its flavor. It will taste that way. But for it to lose its flavor, somebody went to the molecular level and changed it. A reaction occurred. And either... The, the sodium was taken away or the chlorine was taken away and something was put back there and then we have a white substance that does not have the taste of salt because it is no longer salt. It's now another compound. The molecular structure has been changed. It's now another compound. 
Now, this is important. Now, read that again with that little chemistry class in mind. You are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? In other words, if the salt loses its molecular structure or if the salt loses its identity, if the sodium atom is gone or the chlorine atom is gone or the sodium atom is, you know, multiplied and quadrupled or the chlorine atom is tripled, it will no longer be sodium chloride. It will be something else. And when it becomes something else, it will not taste like that. It can become bitter. It can become tasteless. It can taste rancid. It can taste something else. But that salty taste will no longer be there. Do we have that salty taste because of the molecular structure? The molecular structure is what produces that salty taste. So, the Bible says here, if it loses its flavor, in other words, if it becomes something else, then it is good for nothing. It is thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Salt is used to preserve. Salt is used to stop decay. Salt is used to fix, to fix food so that it doesn't decay. Right. So, if it is no longer able to fix food and prevent decay, it is good for nothing. Then it is thrown away. In other words, for it to remain effective as a food preservant, it must retain that molecular structure of sodium chloride. It must retain that molecular structure. So once the molecular structure is altered, it's no longer sodium chloride. Therefore, it cannot preserve. It cannot fix, you know, decay. It can't stop decay. The Bible says you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth, meaning because of you, the earth is fixed. Because of you, you because of you, your presence in the earth is supposed to stop decay. It's supposed to stop putrefaction. But when the salt changes identity, then it can no longer preserve food because it's no longer salt. It's become something else. And when it is another compound, it, it, you know, it's a different compound. It doesn't have the same qualities anymore. So it can't preserve food. It can't taste like that. And the Bible says it is good for nothing. We throw it out and men trample it underfoot. When you are no longer doing what you are supposed to do, you become an object that men step on, that men trample underfoot. When you are not delivering the value you are supposed to deliver, we are all supposed to be involved in fixing the world. We are all supposed to be involved in fixing the brokenness, in offering value to fix the brokenness in the world. When we are no longer doing that, the Bible says you are good for nothing and you are only you know, left to be thrown out for men to trample you underfoot because it, that salt is useless. Now let's go back to the issue of identity. Man's truest identity is realized when man recognizes and, and takes in the true character of God. When man takes in and renews his mind 
according to the true picture of who God is, his identity is revealed at its purest form. In other words, I am, I am at my best in terms of who I am or who I was created to be when I have a true picture of the character of God because I get my identity from God because I'm made in his image. So, so when I see God's true identity, when I see his true character and I embrace that character, I am changed into what I see. Is that, that's what the Bible teaches in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. We, are, we behold the image of the Lord and we are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. So I am transformed into what I see. There, there's a work of transformation that happens on my inside, but it's according to what I see. So if I see God for who he really is, I am changed into that. So, so the, the, the church that does not see the, the real true nature of God, the true nature of God, that church will not be having the right identity because we get our identity from our perception of God. Let me say that again. We get our identity from our perception of God. Let me say that again. We get our identity from our perception of God. If our perception of God is accurate, our identity will be right. Our identity will be wholesome. Then we will function well as we are meant to function. But if our, if, if our perception of God is faulty, our identity will be faulty. It will not be accurate. And when our identity is not accurate, we will not function the way we are supposed to function. Just the same way that if the identity of the molecule of, of, of the atom, um, the molecule of salt is not sodium chloride, it cannot taste like salt. It cannot taste like salt. So the Bible says it's thrown out. I'm going to talk about that just now. It's thrown out and men trample, under, or trample it under feet. So identity comes from our perception of the true character of God. So, if the church of the last day is going to be effective to fix the brokenness in the world, to bring solutions, to bring answers to man's problems, to bring, you know, uh, um, heaven into the earth, if that is going to happen, it will be because man or the church began to see God for who he really is. These, these pictures and perceptions of God that are being preached, a God that is schizophrenic. Today he loves you, tomorrow he wants to kill you. Today he loves you, tomorrow he wants to kill your children. And, and <laughs> today he loves you, tomorrow he is sending earthquake to destroy you. What kind of God is that? And if this is what we perceive of God, no wonder we are bipolar. <laughs> no wonder we are schizophrenic. No wonder we are, we are, you know, we, we, we are up and down. We are tossed around, you know, like, like a reed in the wind. We are not stable. We are not consistent to love. We are not consistent to shine forth as light of the world. We are not consistent to give life as life-giving spirits. We are not consistent because our identity is not stable. Our identity is not rock solid because we believed a picture of God that is not accurate. That is not accurate. So, so if you look at the Old Testament and that's where you're drawing your picture of God, you are going to have a problem. 
You can never be effective as a follower of Jesus Christ to, you know, fix the world, to be the salt of the earth. You can't be effective. Because the picture we see in the Old Testament is defective. It's not who God is. That's not the true picture of God. The true picture of God is Jesus Christ. The true picture of God is Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. The true picture of God is Jesus Christ. As someone put it, he said Jesus is the face of God. Jesus is the face of God. So if you want to see God, look at the face, of, look at Jesus. When you look at Jesus, you see the face of the Father. So, so until we understand that and start projecting a God that is different from Jesus, a God that is, his character is inconsistent with what Jesus showed us, we will not be able to fix the world. This is why the church has not been so effective to take the decay out of the world. Because the church has an identity crisis. The church has an identity crisis. The church doesn't know what it looks like because it doesn't know what God looks like accurately. So, so there's an identity crisis. But I'm saying now that the Spirit of God is at work in the earth to fix that identity crisis. Let me say that again. The Spirit of God is at work in the earth to fix the identity crisis that the church has. And how is he fixing it? By showcasing the true image of God, by showcasing the true character of God, by showcasing the goodness of God. This message of the goodness of God is spreading like wildfire into the earth because the more people see how good God is and see that God is not capable of evil and God is not capable of malice and God is not capable of in, injustice and you know all the things that are levied on God, the more people see the goodness of God and his character that he is a good God, that he is light, he is light, he is love. That's what God is. And the more men begin to see God that way, the more they are able to uh, represent him better. Their identity is fixed and their identity is correct. You know, it's a problem to not know who you are. It's a problem to not know who you are. You know, I've watched one or two movies where somebody you know, just lost the sense of who they are. They don't know who they are. Because they've assumed so many false identities that now they don't even know who they are anymore. Because they've continuously changed identity, changed identity, you know, pretend to be this, pretend to be that, pretend to be that. I remember a movie I watched where, a, 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 you know, a, 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 an agent, an agent had, you know, kept on changing identity, changing identity, you know, he has so many passports, so many names, so many. And eventually, he forgot who he was. He, do, he doesn't know anymore. That's what, that's what you know, uh, the, the, the church is. The church that doesn't know the true character of God, doesn't know who he is, or doesn't know who she is, rather. Doesn't know who she is, so she behaves anyhow. She behaves anyhow. But I'm saying that the Spirit of God is fixing that identity crisis. The Spirit of God is fixing that identity crisis so that man can truly function as the salt of the earth to fix the brokenness, to fix the world. Now, now this, this scripture here says, says, how if, how shall it be treated? How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing. It is then good for nothing. A, a person that is not um, 
in touch with his true identity. And, and that comes from not knowing who God is, not seeing the true character of God, not seeing the true character of God. That person becomes a good for nothing. A good for nothing. You're good, but for nothing. And didn't you, can't you see how the church is good for nothing? Where, you know, you can have a, a, a nation with, you know, almost 50% Christians, and yet evil is, is rampant. How can, how can, how can you have 50% concentration of salt? And yet you still have decay. It's not possible. You can have a bowl of whatever you want to preserve with the salt. And the salt, you know, uh, content of this bowl is 50% and they still decay. It's not possible. It's not possible. In fact, by the time you even have 5% salt, you will preserve. You, in fact, less than 5% salt, you preserve that, 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 you know, whatever it is you are trying to preserve. Just 5% salt. But now we have a nation with, you know, majority Christians, and yet the, the, the evil, the evil manifesting, the brokenness is at an all-time all high. Why is that so? Because the church that is made up of 50, I mean, the nation that is made up of 50% of, Christ, uh, 50% of the population being Christians, if the Christians do not know the true character of God, they will be defective in their own understanding of their identity. And if that is not in place, they will be good for nothing. They will be good for nothing. And they will be, you know, Bible says that salt will be thrown out to be trampled underfoot by men. Now, the, the metaphor here is suggesting something not nice. To be trampled underfoot by men. It means that you are a complete trash. That salt is not in dominion. That salt is not in dominion. Because if you are being trampled underfoot by men, people step on you and walk all over. You are, you are not even the tail. You are worse than a tail. You are being trampled upon. You are being, you are being dominated upon. Mm -mm. This is not what the church is supposed to The church is not supposed to be trampled upon. The church is supposed to be in rulership. The church is supposed to be in government. So, you know, why is the church not in government? The church is not in government because the church does not see the true character of God yet. The church has a mangled picture of who God is, a schizophrenic picture of who God is. So as long as that picture is there, the church can rise up to its true identity and true assignment and mandate. It can rise up. So the church will continue to be trampled upon by, by, by the feet of men. Well, I, I came to announce that the Spirit of God is raising an army that cannot be trampled upon anymore. The Spirit of God is raising an army that cannot be trampled upon anymore. What is this army? It's an army that knows who they are, who, what they are called to do, and they are doing it. Why? Because they got their identity right. They got the, the combination, the combination at the molecular level, they got it right because they have seen the true character of God. This is the reason why you, you as a Christian listening to me now, or you as, you know, whatever it is you are. If you're not a Christian, you need to become one. Whatever it is, you need to see God for who he is as an absolutely good God deep inside of you. Then you get your identity issues sorted out. Then you can function for who you are born to be. You are function the way you were created to function. 
Salt is created to taste the way it's tasting. So you, you are created to function that way. So the key is to see the Father through the lens of Jesus. To see the Father through the lens of Jesus. Jesus is the perfect representation, the express image of the Father. And as we study Jesus and as we look at his teachings uh, and, and accept that this is the Father, because he said so, Jesus said so. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So this is what the Father is. This is who the Father is. You know, I say it all the time. Whatever Jesus did not do and will not do, the Father does not do and will not do. Let me say it again. Whatever Jesus did not do and will not do, the Father does not do and will not do. Yes, because Jesus represented, reflected the Father 100%. And, and so I want to I read one scripture um, and I round up. Luke 14. Luke 14, 34. Hallelujah. Luke 13, 14, 34. 14, 34. He says, Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? How shall it be seasoned? There's nothing else we can do to season it. How shall it be seasoned? There's nothing else we can do to season it. He said, it is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill. What? It's not even good for the land. It's not even good for the dunghill. But men throw it out. Our days of being thrown out as the church is over. Our days of being considered inconsequential is over. Oh, yes. Our days of, con of being considered to be not important is over. Mm -mm. Our days of being ignored is over. The reason why the church is, you know, people can look at the church and see us as inconsequential, non-influential, not able to do anything is because we lack flavor. Why do we lack flavor? We are messed up at an identity level. We, we, the, the molecular structure is altered. And at identity level, molecular structure is altered. And because molecular structure is altered, we are thrown out. But our days of being thrown out has come to an end. I, I, I pray in the name of Jesus that the spirit of God's work in the heart of men and women in the church in this time, that work of renewing our mind to the true nature of God, to the true image of God, to the true character of God, that the work will proceed with speed and with grace. That that work will progress with speed and with grace. The more we see who we are, the, the more we see this, the more we see God for who He is, the more we become. The more we become, the more we function as we were designed originally by God to function. I'm saying our days of being ignored are over. Our days of being ignored in all the industries, in all the industries, they are over. Our days of now taking leadership in all the seven mountains are here. Why? Because we are now seeing the true character of God and we are transformed into the same image. Then we can represent God effectively because we see him as he is. Hallelujah. We can project him effectively because we see him as he is. This is what is happening. This is why we take this teaching seriously. This is why you need to meditate on this deeply and, and ask yourself the question, what picture of God am I holding on to that is inaccurate that is making me ineffective. 
that is making me ineffective, that is making me not have value, the value I'm supposed to have, not, not respected, that men are trampling under me. I'm asking that question, what picture of God do you have? As you begin to renew your mind and, and, and take in an accurate picture, a God who is kind, a God who is light, in him there is no darkness, a God who has no evil in him. He doesn't have, you know, evil. He doesn't come with evil. He doesn't, you know, slam people with judgment. I mean, his children with judgment. He doesn't do that. He's a father. He doesn't do that. He, he, all he offers his children is forgiveness and mercy. All he offers his children is compassion. That's the father. He's a loving father. And even when he disciplines us, he disciplines us with his word. He corrects us with his word. And it's, it's our, you know, stubbornness that creates problems and now we are having to deal with things which by the word of God we should have been corrected if we paid attention. So may you allow the word of God to correct you as you internalize a new picture of God. We are in the season that the Holy Spirit wants to do that, wants to reveal himself for who he is. I am done. My time is up. God bless you. Please consider what I have shared tonight. Listen to this teaching again. Share it with a friend. Share it with with a colleague, share with people around you. Just click on share, share. We need that, with that internal transformation, internal reconfiguration as we take in a new picture of our Father who is loving, who is kind, who is merciful, who is compassionate. We will begin to reflect what we internalize and then we'll become effective to fix a broken world Good night. God bless you. We continue tomorrow. Bye-bye. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.